So, hello everyone. Good morning, good evening, good afternoon. Welcome again to yet another episode of Unbinary Life. We talk about the complexities of life and there are so many things which keeps us motivating. So, today also we'll be talking something about a person we have a guest today actually who is actually pushing the human boundaries. taking things to a very different level and the things we have been hearing in news channels we have somebody to talk with us about it so together with me let's welcome harshvardhan joshi hi uh, i'm excited to chat with you and seek some motivation from you as well so for the benefit of audience harsh is doing multiple things he is a marketing strategy and innovation uh, champion and but more than that more than any role or profession we are going to talk about him as a person so on an binary channel we celebrate humanity we celebrate what the human what the trigger points are which makes a person do things that they do we are all born almost equally same if no physical deformity and what are the things that happens on the mental level on the conditioning level the nature the nurture that we talked about so those are the things we'll navigate we'll hear some interesting insights from harshvardhan and uh, I'm sure we're gonna enjoy this quite a lot. So Harsh, welcome again. So Harsh, do you want to tell a little bit about yourself very quickly to get your uh, to get our audience familiar with you? Uh, if I had to put it in one line, uh, I am an IT engineer by education, endurance athlete by passion, and sustainability advocate by compassion. so i have been climbing in the himalayas since past 6 7 years uh, although i am an it engineer and now i am into strategy and marketing for social entrepreneurship organizations i have a startup which curates himalayan experiences for executives for consultants for leaders sharing my lessons from some of my mountaineering expeditions to the rest of the world while creating awareness about solar energy climate change global warming and everything else in this one line if people could have observed i was writing the keywords were leadership the marketing it engineer sustainability and the whole life as a package like you are somebody who enjoys the life as a whole <laughs> right that's that's pretty awesome and the best thing i was smiling about i myself i'm an engineer and uh, the most troubled species on our college area were the it guys who thought that other than uh, you know the it jobs they have nothing a good of a choice so guys for you this episode is going to be special <laughs> i think everyone doing anything is an engineer like that is given oh aap engineer to ho aur kya karte ho engineering ke alawa kya kiya hai so everyone is an engineer in one or the other way and most of the engineers i know are not doing engineering jobs uh but yeah engineering was my first mountain my first adventure which taught me a lot and uh, i i love tech tech is the future no i i see you integrate almost all the good things like sustainability now you talk about tech now you talk about the physical endurance you talk about sustainability so we'll gonna we we are going to go step by step into all of these but uh, you are a kind of a great advocate of or uh, ambassador i should say of how a life should be led planned and uh, should be lived uh, i think you are too kind but yeah i am trying to keep my life not so boring not so mediocre uh, and i'm just getting started so maybe i'm not there yet but 
yeah, maybe in the future I would be able to find the perfect balance. Great, great. Uh, awesome, guys. So to all the audience, we have started with the punch. I'll tell you very quickly about uh, the two major things that we're going to talk with Harsh about is uh, his expedition to Mount Everest, which is like uh, which is like the top of the world as of now. And then the other thing is a little bit about Iron Man. So which one is your favorite, Harsh, to start with? Uh, of course, Everest. Uh, because Everest is like doing an Ironman every day for two months right. during the climb and for five, ten years leading up to the climb. Wow. So how this whole idea started? What was there as your, uh, like, during your teenage time? What was the food? What, what was the trick your mom and dad played that, uh, you know, <laughs> made you go to the Mount See, Everest? Yeah. I... People who meet me today think that I was always an outdoorsy kid mm-hmm. or an athletic guy, but I never ran even 100 meters till I turned 18. Uh, many of my audience are sick of hearing it, but I I never ran even, even 100 meters. Can you imagine when I would tell my parents that I want to go play football during summer vacation, they would be like, why do you want to pay money and run under the sun and coming from a lower middle class family academics were the only way like today we are still a little better there's much more exposure in our country but back then extracurriculars were considered extra so yeah I I had a very mainstream traditional Indian teenage life uh, but yeah, I started working when I was 15. I used to assemble and sell computers. So I got to learn a lot and I was chasing materialistic goals. I was going to go into engineering, which I did. And my plan was to uh, pursue MS in US, the easiest, straightforward way to aim for a better life, go on an education loan and then uh, work, work as a techie. But so when I had that startup, I met a group of doctors who were avid trekkers. They introduced me to outdoors. I did not pursue trekking that time, but three, four years later, when I was very bored and lost in life, when I turned 18, I went, uh, I started going on uh, backpacking trips, solo, solo backpacking trips across India because it is very affordable. And I had t- just turned 18. So I was independent. I had some savings and, uh, I went on a trip, then I realized that real beauty begins where roads end. So I got started doing some adventure travel. And then I realized that, oh my God, this travel is a much greater learning experience and much more fun, much better view. So it started because of my thirst for exploration, but I got into outdoors and then the rest is history. It's beautiful one quotation that I heard in my executive MBA, which said that, uh, you know, you find a teacher when you seek for one, right? And I think you have been seeking out to any person, like you were just thirsty about the knowledge, but not about the individual who's giving it and getting it raw from the life is the most beautiful and uh, memorable way to capture it. Travel is the best teacher. Travel yes. is like a book. So people yes. who don't travel just read a page if they stay at one place. Even this quote is not mine. But yeah, these quotes do help me a lot. And similarly, I read some quotes about health, which got me into running and everything else. Nice, nice. So usually, uh, you know, in people's lives, there is something called hero's journey, 
and uh, for sure you are earning that badge for yourself with all the things that you have you are doing now there is always some trigger moment okay uh, we all enjoy a lot of things but certain things to be a passion and uh, i did a episode also on the same was there any trigger point when you started when you even thought of uh, having because there would have been lot of triggers with you i'm sure not everybody is there on yeah. mount everest as of now was there any trigger or was this a gradual love that kind of evolved it it was so i always knew that i would climb everest because yeah. whatever i get into i like to do it passionately and everest is like the epitome of mountaineering or who doesn't want to experience the journey to the top of the world and witness the view from the highest point on earth right. so yeah there were a lot of triggers but not one moment it is mm-hmm. it is an experience which happens over years then you have realizations when you write when you talk to people when you read something when you go somewhere when you are faced with challenges so and the thing is about passions as well people will be like no this is not my passion so i won't do it or i don't feel towards it i have realized it the hard way recently after turning 26 that passion is not about what you do but about how you do it so if if i am doing anything even if i am doing the most boring thing i will bring my values into it as a mountaineer which most of my corporate folks do recognize and appreciate that i am disciplined i i am very punctual or i have some integrity and ethics every for everyone it is something else for some people it must be creativity or some other hustle so about passion like many people uh, are carried away by words like passion and also motivation yes. but all those things are not important it's your value system your belief and the journey people are like i am not able to find that moment so during my journeys and during all these years i didn't know what i want to do even today i don't know what i want to do for the rest of my life but i keep on trying stuff so that i at least realize what i don't want to do and every 3 years your priorities change your passion change 3 years ago i might want uh, i wanted to be full time into outdoors Five years ago, I wanted to be a monk in Ladakh or uh, a farmer, and that might—that is something which I might want to do ten years later again. But for now, I want to be in California and I want to be a business leader, uh, or uh, which is true. I'm actually working towards it. I'm moving to the US next year. But yeah, so everything your priorities keep on changing. A lot of situations change. You, the pandemic has evolved all of us to a. Uh, next level brought in so many realizations and every mountain also grows me as a person and brings in so much lessons and it helps me understand myself so that's how my journey has been with my life experiences i can endorse from my side and for the benefit of uh, audience the two very important point i want to highlight here is please do take a note of what harsh has said is at least i do not do what i do not want to do that's the first thing he has said and it was beautiful because you don't kill yourself just for the sake of being practical and the second thing is that the priorities keep changing every 2 to 3 years so please understand many times i have seen people getting into that head that hey this is my way or highway hey uh, you don't know the things will flip so and and you yourself will change right so 
you might not like it you might i might not like mountaineering four years later i might yeah. be like oh i don't want to live with, without a shower for a month you never know <laughs> wow wow so no this clarity keeps you so much humble so much grounded that uh, you know yeah. somebody absolute you are somebody flexible it's like and i love one quotation by bruce lee because i heard from him is that you know life is more like a water it's transparent it takes the shape of the cup and keeps flowing and that's you're sounding exactly the same thing <laughs> yeah <laughs> okay, it's great. everything in life is the same you can draw parallels from anyone and yes. anything whether yes. it's bruce lee or steve jobs or bhagavad gita or ratan yeah, tata whether it is climbing everest everyone's everest is also different like for some people uh, it might be taking up a job for some people it might be their startup for some someone uh, struggling with a health issue it might be running that first 10 kilometer so yeah, yeah, yeah. everyone is climbing their metaphorical everest and everything in life is just like the circle of bhagavad gita i have never even completed bhagavad gita but i randomly read 10 pages once every 6 months and i be like oh this is something which i can implement in my business or in my relationship or even in my education awesome so now i do not want to uh, reach to the point that how did you reach to the mount everest i want to ask you a very simple and human question is when you when you reached the top of the mountain okay how did you feel for the next 10 to 30 seconds you breathe your very uh, blank <laughs> i i let you speak that no so i didn't exactly feel uh, at the top of the world because i i had that clarity that reaching the top is just 10% of 5% of the journey Right. most of the beauty and wonders are experienced during the climb and 90% of the accidents and fatalities happen while coming down so on reaching the top top is always lonely in life whether it is as an entrepreneur or uh, in corporate or in mountaineering because the top is a deserted area and then you realize that you want to be back to your loved ones to your friends family or anyone and share the happiness with them obviously the view is out of the world so i just before reaching the top i'll be honest like maybe 2 minutes before reaching the top i i did had tears in my eyes and you cannot cry up there because the tears would freeze uh but the moment you reach the top uh, it's done so what next and usually whenever you reach any top in life you look for the next mountain and you find that there is another bigger mountain to climb uh but yeah it was not like very euphoric even today when people ask me which was the happiest moment uh, of my expedition i tell them that the summit was not even among the top five or 10 happiest moments on my journey uh, many of the other moments during the climb were more beautiful because at this summit you are just dead tired you have been walking for 20 30 40 hours sleep deprived loss of appetite in the dead zone you are slowly dying your organs are shutting down so you are usually just grateful which even i was i quickly clicked pictures with my uh proud tiranga and some of the causes which are supporting during the climb you are very right here and that's where even i come from when i talk to people is that not every time when you reach journey 
this is obvious reaction people think that you'll shout you will enjoy or maybe you'll be feeling like top of the world it might not be and that's what the human beauty is and that's where i was more interested on what did you feel even if you feel blank it's your reaction it's your emotion which is very important to me so people do feel that way people do like at average people don't have the energy to shout but yeah so people do feel that way but it was not my first mountain it was just another mountain and for me i had climbed everest already before going there in my journey out there i was just experiencing it externally physically but for me and even for the people who surrounded me they told me that hush you have climbed everest for us so don't worry when i got covid they were reassuring me that way so so for me it was just another mountain uh, the highest mountain but just another mountain i have seen more beautiful sunrises from way smaller peaks in ladakh as well and every day is different every experience is different so everest is a very painful experience that way so uh, and and uh, you know in all your talks more than mount everest the one word which you most of the time you speak is metaphoric mount everest and i think you live more to that than the actual mount everest right yeah because right now i am on this mission that uh, everyone find their everest and chase it and climb it because it's such a beautiful and powerful feeling right. uh, and when i returned from everest i realized that i felt very shallow because now i don't have i have many goals to chase uh, professionally personally academically financially but those were not as difficult as everest somehow Uh, with which there were not so many sacrifices or hard work and great journey and then i realized that okay i i found my other metaphorical everest apart from some real mountains as well and then i tell people that okay you all don't need to go to everest to experience it somehow many people actually seven of my mentees did climb everest this year and some are working towards it so in next 5 years i think every year i am going to have i'm going to be very lucky that i'm going to have some of the people under me climbing everest and nothing makes me happier but yeah people need to just find their metaphorical everest that what is it for them for for which they are ready to embark on that mission which brings a lot of discipline focus and a beautiful sacrificing struggle some journey and i could see it happening and you're so right here So yeah so now when you talked about your mentees what is the you know the youngest and the eldest mentees you have had mm, interesting so i do have a lot of old friends but they are not necessarily my mentees so the oldest people whom i am able to help on their journeys are like in the range of 55 and stuff Okay. Uh, youngest uh, youngest must be 18 19 because i don't like i have not exactly helped people younger than that and i will be very honest that i like to speak to diverse profiles and where i get to learn something which i am inquisitive about so from the younger people obviously we can learn a lot but that is not the kind of learning which i am prioritizing right now so i like most of the people whom i am helping or working with are above 30 years old and anyways the average age of everest climbers is like around 45 50 because that is when 
that is when most people realize that they want to do something more meaningful and have the resources and the time most of the stories even in our iron man triathlons if you see they are investment bankers or c suite executives uh, because they had one heart attack or uh, one obese history and then they had the transformational journey and becoming an iron man and they enjoy chasing those numbers that discipline life so yeah my, most of my people fall in this bracket from 30 to 55 years of age uh, people above that are already so disciplined so i give these people the example that hey if an 82 year old guy can climb everest a 75 year old guy has done it two blind people have done it then you guys need to stop making excuses if you want to do it then you can start even at 60 and work towards it so yeah that is what i tell them <laughs> Yeah, so I I have been traveling quite a lot globally because of my job, and now in India I have like uh, very uh, recently started onto the startup world. But uh, this year onward, like July onwards, I'm starting my trek, which is going to be from the next month. So I'm pretty excited, and I do want to take it. I don't know if it is going to be Mount Everest, but for sure there are going to be some tall mountains. So it's it's good to talk to pe- talk to people like yeah. you. It's it's quite inspiring. <laughs> I am looking forward to the journey. Sure, and I do hold and uh, you know pre-ordering your book right now on the record. Okay, <laughs> so that sure, uh, sure. In <laughs> fact, I'm I'm starting the pre-order. In, uh, like I haven't launched it or declared it, uh, but yeah, I'm launching it tonight. Uh, you won't believe it's such a coincidence because I am talking about my book since past one year since I returned. and today we are just finalizing the website so you you can check it out harshwardenjoshi.co and yeah there if anyone wants they can definitely prebook it it should be out by the end of this year um, wow. and yeah if anyone wants i would personally love to meet them and gift it to them i'll be one of them for sure and uh, to all the audience you are listening right take a note of this one <laughs> thank you Okay. Okay. Awesome. So, does your is this your? I I read something about your project Chirag also. Is it related to all these your mission statements that you are sharing? Yes. So, Project Chirag is a non-profit organization started in two thousand nine, and I've been associated with them uh, since since my Everest mission. like since i started my everest campaign uh because while climbing everest i wanted to support a cause which i care about and which i felt that could make a lot of change and when i was researching all the causes uh, since 2015 16 i was into impact tourism uh and i could see the first hand effects of climate change in the remote himalayas during my endeavors friends so that is how i got associated with them i am a very small part of this small team of project chira but we have uh, we uh, we are done with over 630 villages so far so we have electrified and uplifted lives of over 130000 people and we are just getting started cool so um, i should explore more on uh, uh, this uh, mission chirag because i am also reaching out to certain people to you know solarify my village because uh, my motivation was also swadesh was one of the one of the movies which really motivated me because i come from a village a small a very small village in bihar 
and uh, when i was growing up there used to be no electricity zero dead zero now we have like five or six hours of electricity the whole day so you can imagine exactly yeah and and uh, that's what my so when i was like for a long time till 2018 i have been abroad quite long and then i came back just to see if i could implement all my learnings back in india and uh, for sure all your uh, ideas and all wow your- yeah we can we i think we can definitely help you because mm-hmm. our our work is exactly that that people come forward that hey this village needs help and right, then right. we we do a survey then we reach out to donors uh, we reach out to generous organizations and then we connect the dots and electrify those villages so this is exactly what we have been doing in past so many oh. villages uh, so yeah definitely you should you should drop us an email with some information and i'm sure my team might be able to help because i also personally before joining chirag actually donated a few solar panels to this non profit called shloka mission okay. which builds schools in bihar and i know okay. the the state of affairs out there so <laughs> yeah we would love to help anyone anyhow wherever possible because we have the solutions and the resources and such simple solutions can impact so many people and uplift so many lives like transform them completely and uh, i i remember a picture on your instagram where you're holding a kid who is reaching out to the lights i i remember that image and uh, yeah that's so beautiful that's so powerful in itself imagine in the in 2022 you are uh, you are able to see someone who is experiencing light for the first time <laughs> so yeah yeah and we think uh, sorry sorry to interrupt but no, no, many no. people uh, i was embarrassed when i started working towards solar when i was distributing some lights in the himalayas i thought i am talking about electrifying villages and all i am giving you are these few bulbs but then when i gave it to someone and i saw the happiness on their face and they were like oh my god this is awesome because they they don't have torches they cannot afford batteries they don't ha- have provisions so they are few days away from the nearest road head and uh, some of these systems have a fm station which is the source of entertainment and education for them it has a usb charging thing so they can uh, plug and play some educational stuff or go and buy a small phone and uh, sometimes they climb a mountain to find the network usually at some mountain tops or there are some boulders at the top of the valley where you get network from far away so they can communicate with the rest of the world in terms of emergency and all with such small systems like some of those systems are just for 2000 and maximum for 5000 rupees but it changes their life completely in my all learning so when i was growing up uh, very because now even i'm getting emotional here and i'm happy to be emotional is that when i was growing up uh, there were certain experiences where i felt uh, biasness being uh, from a small town of bihar when i came to delhi like okay you are from bihar this is how you are expected a bihari was a particular term used uh, back then i'm talking 20 years back the world has changed quite a lot then but that made me thinking about what is the difference between a bihari and a people outside india which grew further when i was growing up that what is the difference between an indian and an american and european okay 
and that's where all my global expedition come where i went to all the most of the big countries and uh, tried to learn about people now when i when i came back and this is what i realized is that uh, you really give to you really have to empower people and when there is a prosperity the harmony comes along with it wherever there is a lack of resources there is more of chaos and fight and everything and that's why in my life my mission or what i can say is my metaphorical mount everest is that how must i can empower people so that they can find their own happiness i cannot give you food but i can tell you how to you know uh, uh, i'm going to say produce your own food and that is so this this all is coming together i'm sure i'm going to reach you offline and uh, we'll take this forward okay mm-hmm. coming back to the podcast back to the yes, audience sure. um, yeah uh, harsh did show me a picture but for all of you because if we will be on the podcast i encourage you to go to harsh uh, uh, instagram account do follow him because there will be lot many such pictures and do check out there you can easily identify the picture that we are talking about tell us quickly something about the iron man journey so iron man is a triathlon uh, event a race mm-hmm. uh, which involves swimming cycling then uh, and followed by running there are two categories one is uh, 3.8 km swimming 180 km cycling and 42.2 km marathon run which is to be completed in around 17 hours mm-hmm. and there is ironman 70.3 half the distance is half the time and i read about that race back in 2015 i guess when milin soman completed it for the first time and i i thought oh i want to do this someday and it was always on my list but those races always uh, uh were organized in developed nations like us europe australia the nearest was indonesia and then you need uh, at least a lakh to lakh rupee bike uh to uh, to efficiently cover that distance in in that time this is the bare minimum and then you have to train you would need to have that endurance build up and then you should be able to afford the registration fees of 500000 dollars uh, 500 or 1000 not 500 but still it is like 30000 to 50000 for for a day event plus you have to fly with your bike and everything so it's it's a considerable investment especially for me as a teenager so i thought okay i would do it someday and then since i was into endurance sports i was planning to do it after returning from everest in 2020 uh and 15 days before the start of my expedition uh there was a pandemic declared there was a seven day lockdown which kept on increasing and that time i thought okay now i would i was going to do it after returning from everest ki kisi dost ki cycle maang ke aise kar lunga just for fun i just try to finish it in the cut off time but then i thought i will religiously train for iron man and uh so i signed up for it uh, it was coming to india it is coming to india uh, uh, happening in goa and then the lockdown happened so i was stuck indoors for two and a half months maine kuch nahi kiya ek ek hafte tak i did uh, a thousand steps every day but then uh, yeah then i got lazy i lacked motivation i even climbed the elevation of everest inside my house but then everyone obviously went through mental health issues Uh, not everyone okay but most of us did go through it and then i started in mid june as things eased out a little and then the race was called off uh, in september the race was going to happen in october so on world mental health day on 
10th October 2020, I did it by myself. Like I had some volunteers who tracked me. I had my GPS and all. Uh, uh, and I did the same distance, same cutoff timings, uh, solo, uh, self-organized. And yeah, that got a lot of attention. And I did it just to show the world that I had never swam long distances before that. In fact, I, I'm still a pathetic swimmer. Uh, swimming pools were closed that time, but... I was able to do everything at the highway. Unfortunately, I, I also come from a small town just outside Mumbai, which also gives me proximity to a lot of outdoors and decent infrastructure. Infrastructure in the sense is forest. So yeah, that is how I did it. And the race still did happen, but now it is scheduled for this year, 13 November. So now I'm going to do it again just for fun. Uh, but yeah, that's the story about my Iron Man. Wow. It is just about chasing interesting goals. So I'm not always motivated. In fact, today until this call, I was super <laughs> demotivated. I was, I was feeling sluggish. But yeah. then it is the discipline which keeps anyone going. So a lot yes. of people feel like I'm motivated, feeling or motivation. But motivation is a very shallow thing to rely on. Like people, there needs to be awareness about this, that motivation is very, very trivial. It is not at all important. And even Elliot Kipchoge or the best of best athletes are not motivated, but they know why they are doing something. And they keep showing up, they have discipline. So discipline is the feeling which people should uh, rely on, a value which they should believe in. And for me, yeah, so I had my why, that why I wanted to do it. Maybe it can be for fun, but there needs to be some greater purpose, some long-term goal, not something which you want to do just for an Instagram picture or to satisfy your ego. But usually when you do things for for helping someone else for a cause or for inspiration or to prove something to yourself or to support something, then it is easier to get motivated because we can slack for ourselves. But usually, at least I am that responsible that I I don't delay stuff which I'm doing for a greater purpose. I hear that live solo. I am like a lion. I can live my life alone. And look what Harsh is saying, which is sounding more like Captain America, Iron Man, and all the superheroes that will <laughs> live for others, right? No, it's, it's beautiful, Harsh. And that's why I want to call it out these things so important that our life importance is we so easily get affected by others. Why not get motivated by others, right? Uh, being that ambassador, taking that leadership charge, it's also something in your head. What stories are you telling to yourself? So uh, beautiful points, Harsh. I'm, I'm so glad that uh, we got to get a chance to connect and talk over all these points. So very quickly, because why I'm talking about all this journey is there are a lot of people. It might not be all are going through the similar uh, space, but I'm sure at one point or the other point, our audience would be able to connect. Anybody could connect at any particular emotion and then they can take a charge from there and that could be life transformative, right? So taking that journey further, what are your plans to the US? I hear that uh, you're trying to take things to United States. What's about that? So when, when I got COVID at Everest, mm -hmm. it was 40 days into the expedition just before my summit push. And two days before that, I had received a call from uh, one of my donors, one of the non-profits which I uh, endorse, that, hey, one of 
their friends got on the board of some university and in case if you want to go abroad we will we will offer you a full scholarship and when like anyways like when i got covid i was telling everyone that hey after this since so many people donated me 1 2 3 lakh rupees people who have never met me even till date i want to do something greater i want to be in those leadership positions where i can send 100 people to everest or i can be the one deciding that hey this small town kid is going to go to a developed nation for better education so i decided after coming back that i'm going to use my story just to inspire everyone and to find my purpose also that uh, uh, i'm i'm going to write the second book so uh, in 2017 when i graduated as an engineer i was going to go for an mba to some college in maharashtra one of the good colleges i appeared for cat cmat snap and I, my dream was to go to symbiosis or kg somay wellinger which i was getting into and when i had to take that loan of 17 18 lakh for that pgdm i thought that okay let's climb everest first it was on the list i was going to do it 10 years later when i would have the resources i thought this would teach me more life lessons and while fundraising those 70000 those 55 60 lakh rupees it would teach me more than what any business school would teach me and then now i realized that okay now i want to give these lessons back to the world in in uh, better economies and better places with uh, like um with with future leaders of the world while also filling a lot of gaps in my my life like learning and the opportunities are endless after mba it's the most versatile degree so i'm now i'm i'm go, i'm let's say i'm working on my second book which is everest to mba Uh, and the story the story of this underdog who didn't even go to the top 5000 colleges in india and is now going to the top 10 universities on earth so i'm working on that and i might go and work in a corporate as well uh, i'm going to pursue mba in marketing and sustainability and then i might work in a tech company or everyone is into sustainability and social entrepreneurship as well right so i would be in the social impact space i might even take up something boring for survival and still i would live a balanced life train and show the world that anyone can do anything uh, i have a lot of indian friends in california who work for google and still run 100 to 200 kilometers every week and are better mountaineers than most full time mountaineers of india so i want that work life balance but in the long term obviously i would want to come back and be in the himalayas but for now i want that exposure i'm young i have time to try out different stuff yes. uh, and since i have received so much support and i have the potential i want to uh, give my best shot at uh, creating a change on earth if not uh, i can always come back and be a farmer in ladakh or go back to mountain guiding I think uh, I, I made a post like few days back that buying a house or car and everything—it's—it's it's great and one should celebrate it. That should not be your destination. Those should be tool to take you forward to what exactly you want to do. And you are talking exactly the same thing. It could be corporate job. I think the name has been given wrong. I was in corporate job, and that has enabled me to do things what I'm doing today. It's only everything you are using for the sake of you know what uplifts you. I think it's perfectly all right, right? Yes. Um, so. uh, yeah. 
I think uh, everyone should go and do those stuff, like productive stuff, even me. Like, although I can climb many more mountains now, which I yearn for, worked hard for, and people crave for it. Uh, I can do that on sponsorship, but I realize that I want to do something which is sustainable in the long term. And I just want to do something more productive and be among average people because average person is much more happy. So I actually want to do boring jobs. Like when now big organizations, let's say like Google, they uh, invite me for a talk and I tell them that, hey, actually I would want to work for you guys. And also because I I need to build my career capital and uplift my family as well. You need to help yourselves before you are able to help others. And even mountaineering is an expensive sport. I don't want to crowdfund again, never, never again. I would just support causes via fundraising but not for my personal passion and i need at least at least 10 to 30 lakh every year for my one big climb or to sustain my training so that is why i want to be in a good position in a developed economy uh india is also great today but just for education and scholarships i'm going there now and for a more professional outdoor industry so i've spent quite a time outside and you get a lot of perspective as you were talking, you know, meeting with the people and then it's good to have those knowledge and maybe once you come back, you come with all those knowledges, right? And there are certain very good things outside India. Um, the one thing I really like is respect for humans is very high and, uh, you know, which is which is very important. So I highly encourage, get all the experience as much as you can get and uh, I'm sure you'll keep evolving like, uh, I just do not have a word, I cannot say a butterfly or anything. But then, uh, yeah, be, be <laughs> hopefully, awesome. hopefully, fingers crossed. And yeah, um, whoever feels like whoever gets the feeling of envy or fear of missing out, I feel the same. I also wake up in anxiety uh, three, four days a week. So I don't want anyone to this podcast be like, hey, what am I doing in life? But just look at the positive side. And grass is always greener on the other side. Yeah, very true. So, uh, guys, again, back to the audience. Like, do you see, we are humans. Humans have all these ups and downs. We are like sinusoidal wave. Or somebody said in one of the podcasts I loved is like the heartbeat. You know, it has to go up and down and that's how the life sustains. So, please, it's not that you have to be 100% every time motivated. We are humans. We are lazy at times. But at the same time, when we have a focus on and discipline becomes one of the most important part of it. I think uh, uh, keep moving is is the right spirit, uh, right, Harsh? Okay, cool. So, Harsh, uh, I think we have had a lot of yes. good time with you. Now, before concluding this episode, if I know your mission and I warned you on the channel that if you have to motivate us, okay, to reach, to seek one of the mountains, what are going to be your another 30 second or one minute speech for us? <laughs> like like a real mountain or a metaphorical mountain um okay let me uh let's let's talk about the metaphorical mountain as in if you have to really so the idea here is if you have to give some message to the uh to the audience based out of your experience what is going to be uh everyone should should fundraise once in their life even if it's a, for a cause, because it would teach you a lot. Uh, it would teach you how difficult it is to fundraise uh, and to get someone to donate, which would teach you a lot of sales lessons as well. Uh, 
because fundraising is very different it is like chasing a girl who is not interested in talking to you dating you anything and you need her to say yes for everything so fundraising for any cause as well or for your personal thing uh, crowdfunding and that's going to teach a lot climb one mountain because it would teach you a lot i already spoke about it earlier that you would get so much uh realizations about yourself about your priorities and callings in life and obviously you would learn so much about minimalism simplicity nature because you would realize that while you are sleeping on the floor on that cold lawn or on the glacier on snow or ice you are still getting better sleep than the most comfortable beds on earth uh and you need so little to stay happy uh because you cannot carry more than that in your backpack when you have to walk 100 meters to fill water one liter of water you would realize that uh, oh my god we are wasting a lot of resources of fretting about things which we don't require so climb a mountain fundraise once travel as far as much as you can and not for instagram but for yourself to slow travel uh, travel domestically uh, in places like india uh, because which also has lesser carbon footprint and uh, much more affordable and you contribute to your home economy uh, so yeah that would be all one very good thing came out of it is uh, you know and even i am at a culprit there that whenever somebody asks me i usually talk philosophical more but you have given the exact steps that hey guys do these three things and i will transform so you are already embarking that uh, this can be their bucket list which will bring on all the changes that uh, you know the the motivation videos keep talking about and the philosophical talks and the thoughts will pop up itself right yes awesome that was uh, really cool i i am sure that this episode is going to be one of the most uh, you know uh, reached uh, i mean to say highest rating uh, most reviewed even if it even if it makes one person go for a run it's a success for me <laughs> true 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 so i am the one person i'm already having something <laughs> that i am so you will have more for sure and ruchi is going to miss this so much uh, that she's not able to join to us in this podcast but uh, she was really keen and she said that hey i am going to miss not no problem we will we will do another one after another mountain or after another accomplishment sure. or something yes yes i'll catch you up when you are in us and we'll get to see how exactly things are evolving for you right and sure. hopefully we'll have a book coming along so we'll have lot to talk about yeah the book is coming yeah. coming together it it's going to launch uh, later this year so <laughs> so for sure people will be able to learn more from my journey and my yes. experiences okay so lots and lots of best wishes harsh i hope you continue to grow evolve and keep inspiring people uh, because i can see so much good and humility in you and that's one quality that i bet for is like humility is there then you know uh, that's the one quality trait i i really admire in people and that's how i'm i'm making my circle so lot of congratulations to you um, lucky that your society have you and now the whole world is going to have you so thank you thank you for your <laughs> kind words and uh, let's connect on the bihar village soon absolutely uh, i would i would love to help wherever i can done deal i'll i'll be so honored and i'll be so happy to you know contribute something uh, from my side so again back to all of you as in uh, it was a wonderful i have not to emphasize on i'm out of adjectives 
and uh, you know that uh, you know being in india speaking so much english is also hard for me but uh, there was so 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 many good things and i'm sure it's not ending here but for you uh, this is just the start as uh, harsh keeps saying these are just the cues these are certain journeys and emotions that we have shared here so that if there is any trigger any emotions that triggers you just you know step out the human mind and the human body is a machine which is made to be lazy uh, that's how you know the design is biologically but that's what we break being humans so keep pushing the boundaries uh, on the i'll, I'll keep sharing uh, uh, so you can reach out to harsh you just google harsh vardhan joshi and you'll find him all around the internet he is there we'll leave his traces onto our podcast descriptions also on youtube so feel free there is so much good harsh is going to all through journey and uh, we're going to learn with him and maybe keep inspiring us right so with that yes thank you so much harsh it was it was lovely hosting you likewise it was fun chatting with you and thank you for everyone who invested their valuable time in listening to us right See you so again uh, coming back as in if you have any questions anything that you want to share feel free to reach us on our binary life uh, channels we are all across all the social media channels by the name on binary life and you can email us on um, you know on binary life at gmail.com so before we end this episode at the end we say that hey cut the crap and take charge of your life and i'm your host kundan we'll be coming back again till then have fun and enjoy your life